0: <sighs> Hi, I'm Isabel.
1: And I'm Morgan. And this
0: is Woman,
1: A podcast about romance novels.
0: About twins.
1: About tropical vacations.
0: About enemies to lovers. About shellfish-specific buffets. About meeting your boss in paradise. About the Middle West. About your ex sucking. About your husband sucking. About the bleak midwinter.
1: And about the limits of familial
0: loyalty. Budget airlines.
1: But mostly it's about that first thing.
0: Romance novels.
1: And ourselves. ourselves. This week, part of the plural, "ourselves" is our very special guest. It is a two-year anniversary for Womance, so we are bringing back on our producer, Nicholas.
0: Thank you for coming on, Nick, and for all the work you do, making us sound smart and sexy. We are so Hi, excited
1: friends. to have made you do even more work for this
2: episode. <laughs> there is no work. Is all joy and pleasure.
0: <laughs>
2: You're a beautiful liar. we be love lying. it. Thank you. I don't lie.
0: Since this is our extra special to your anniversary, Nick, would you do the honors of reading the back of the book for oh, us? Man,
2: absolutely. Okay, so we're looking at The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren, which is two people. Yes, by okay. the way. And I'm gonna read the back. Olive Torres is used to being the unlucky twin. From unexplicable mishaps to a recent layoff, her life seems to be almost comically jinxed. By contrast, her sister, Amy, is an eternal champion. She even managed to finance her entire wedding by winning a slew of contests. Unfortunately for Olive, the only thing worse than constant bad luck is having to spend the wedding day with the best man and her nemesis, Ethan Thomas. Olive braces herself for wedding hell, determined to put on a brave face, but when the entire wedding party gets food poisoning, the only people who aren't affected are Olive and Ethan. Suddenly, there's a free honeymoon up for grabs, and Olive will be damned if Ethan gets to enjoy Paradise solo. Agreeing to a temporary truce, the pair head for Maui. After all, ten days of bliss are worth having to assume the role of loving newlyweds, right? But the weird thing is, Olive doesn't mind playing pretend. In fact, the more she pretends to be the luckiest woman alive, the more it feels like she might be.
3: Wah, wah, wah!
2: With Christina Lauren's uniquely hilarious and touching voice, Entertainment Weekly, The Unhoneymooners <laughs> is a romantic comedy for anyone who has ever felt unlucky in love.
0: Aww. I actually saw this book a year ago in Women and Children First, which is a wonderful bookstore um, here in Chicago. But it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It is exactly what it sounds like. A think, lifeboat. A lifeboat for women <laughs> and children. But it can be rather stuffy when it comes to romance. And so when I saw this on the front table, I was like, Ooh, on honeymooners, what kind of like weird literary dissection of marriage is this? And then I turned it over and I was like, oh shit, it's a secret romance because you'd never know based on the cover what this was.
2: And you guys have like no opinions on covers, right?
0: You <laughs> like <this is> like... <laughs> pretty passive about it. Yeah, done.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: I mean, it is like a cool looking cover, but it's like, it is being secretive about itself. Yeah. What a long description, though.
0: Very long it for what long. it is. That oh, was
1: really
3: long.
0: Mm-hmm. Too long. And
1: what did it say? Uniquely hilarious no. or something? Absolutely not. I just I paid someone. <laughs> yeah. I just paid someone to write my resume and cover letter. And he put, as like, an influential events manager. And I was like, how am I influential?
2: Uniquely influential. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I think
1: you just like say adjectives. Like, mm-hmm. is this like search engine optimization, but for like a hardcover book, I mean, like a probably. physical book. I think so, right? It's
2: like how buzzy can we be?
1: Hilarious plus
0: romance. V buzzy. <laughs> so what do you guys want to talk about? I think it's very fitting that for our 2 year anniversary we read the Unhoneymooners. I think so too. The Blooms off the Rose, y'all. <laughs> We're really in it now. (laughs) It's all thorns and leaves.
2: This is like... It's deeper. We've grown roots. This is like pooping with the door open. (laughs) Yeah. This is like like sweatpants on
1: Valentine's Day. I want to come back to that pooping with
0: the door open thing. Okay.
1: Do you do it? No. No. Unless I'm home alone. No. No.
0: When I'm home alone, if I leave the door open, the dog will watch me poo, which sometimes I need the encouragement and other times I feel really awkward about, but... I live
1: across the street from a church and a school. I can't poop.
0: With the door open, ever no, when I'm alone, you can't. I like imagine like a child looking <laughs> through my window <laughs> at all times. So we've got. Are enemies to lovers, and the whole reason why they go on this honeymoon is because Amy and Dane <laughs> have this wedding, they've won a seafood buffet, and Ethan's like, Don't eat the buffet, and because he doesn't eat buffets, cause he doesn't ever, eat buffets, which ever.
2: is a reoccurring thing
0: that hilarious doesn't really line. go anywhere ever,
2: but it's like that first part, yeah, an impetus for them. And then she has like a seafood, al- why? Yeah, like she, yeah, she has an allergy, which does like feasibly and like kind of weirdly put them together, which I like, yeah, like. It was weirdo that won't eat buffets. It did feel a lot like that scene in the bell jar when they all get real sick. Yeah. Right? Doesn't everyone get, get sick off seafood yeah. or like drop dead gorgeous? Yeah. Also it's yeah. like another yeah. moment of like <sighs> Yeah.
0: Or that scene in Stand By Me. So everyone Oh yeah, the eating, Yeah. 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 Rowing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Three hundred people at this black tie wedding are losing their shit. And her sister texts her from like, you know, basically her, her toilet. Toilet, and she's like, You have to go. The tickets are non-refundable. Somebody has to enjoy this. Please, please go. And then she's like well okay I'll go and she's like Ethan's gonna go with you because there's no one else yeah and you also have to pretend to be me and he mm-hmm. has to pretend to be Dane
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: and you guys have to lie because and then you're really strict about it right and otherwise they'll send you home and you'll have to pay for this like five star whatever whatever for getting all inclusive
1: resort which includes massages
2: which like the strict themes seem kind of wild because I don't think of any time we were like prove this is who you are like, yeah. like I feel like like the hospitality side why would, would just they like care? assume they're those people yeah but also,
1: like, the check-in person, the masseuse, is going to care enough to rat Mm-mm. you out? No. no Absolutely no. not. Absolutely.
2: I mean, like, we don't card people when they come back to their tables. Yeah. You're like, are you, are you Smith party? You know, no one's yeah. like checking your ID.
1: So, uh, it turns out Ethan's very scared of flying and she's like, Do you hate flying. Why'd you Why'd go, go on all these trips? trips? Oh, and she buys the super cheap plane tickets because they have to get plane tickets in their real name because it's a post 9-11 world. Although that's never directly addressed that's in the true. novel. It's true. They're writing
0: JetBlue and they have to be <laughs> writing
2: in their own names. <laughs>
1: It's uh, super real. <laughs> it's real. They never acknowledge
0: it. They don't. So they're at the resort and they have to lie.
1: Yeah, because
2: they won plane tickets. Yeah, they right?
1: won plane tickets, but she couldn't use those plane <laughs> tickets. It had to be a last minute booking, so she got like the budget air right. tickets and they were in like a tin can in the sky. Yes. It is actually very
0: scary to be in a cheap plane over the ocean. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, it's weird to be in any plane now with the 737 Max. Plan's going down all the time. (laughs) Topical.
1: I wish we had a rim shot. (laughs) 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 With a 737 Max. But I also (laughs) wish our listeners could see your face whenever you make those jokes. My dad jokes? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you are holding for applause at the end.
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) secret thing about Isabel, I'm always holding for applause. (laughs)
2: Nailed it. Fancy.
0: I'm just a drama kid who never got to be on stage because I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Um.
2: That's okay. We'll get a show, Wheelbarrow.
0: We'll get you a show.
2: Something big.
0: We'll get
1: something Shakespeare you love,
0: Shucks! I love the twins.
2: Twins marry and twins. Twins marry twins twins, twin.
0: on twins. twins on twins. I do love twins. The twins? Um, it's only really my brother one set out. of
2: twins in this book, right? Yeah. D- Dane, yeah. And, Dane Ethan and Ethan are, two are years br- apart. They're like,
1: yeah, they're a number okay. of years my apart My brother is really freaked out by twins.
0: <sighs> Identical or fraternal?
2: Identical. Two of them. Oh. He like yeah. shakes.
1: Like, it's really hard. He found out from a friend that sometimes twins can just happen to people who don't have a history of twins in the family. Yeah.
0: Women over 30, women over the height of 5'8", and women over a BMI of 24 are more likely to have spontaneous identical twins. That's really interesting. I looked it up. Who's got, like, a BMI of 24? I don't fucking know those
1: people. Is that low or high? I don't know.
2: Like, 24%. What does that mean? I don't know. BMI is a
1: bad measure, so it's like...
2: Like a 24 body. what That sounds exactly
1: like his wife. I don't know what a BMI of 24 means, but the other stuff sounded exactly like his
0: wife. Mm. Maybe he'll have spontaneous identical twins. Very scary for Mm. him. So that's where they're enemies to lovers. They're stuck on this beautiful place. His ex-fiancee shows up with some sort of drip of a new husband, which is weird.
2: That also felt like a little force to me. I mean, it was wild that like Olive's future employer- and Ethan's ex almost fiance were all in Maui at the same time? Yeah. That seemed like a little wild. Wild
1: or is Olive just super unlucky? Mm.
2: Very true. The
1: very uh, shellacked on thematic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. element of luck.
2: I think what's frustrating about that is it feels like you just get away with any kind of ex Machina bullshit. Yeah. Mm Because it's like, oh, she's unlucky, so therefore we can do whatever we want as long as she suffers.
1: And of course, like, her foil, right, right? her romantic foil is always like, luck's about what you make it. That's why I carry around this lucky penny. And it's like what?
2: And, like, why, like, I did, like, that they did a little bit of research about, like, the kind of, like, my my grandpa collects, like, all kinds of weird coins and shit, Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, that's, like, actually a a penny I've, like, heard about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is, I feel sad being like, well, I've heard about that kind of penny, but it would like, like the minute details of this book, that kind of set up the whole like story yeah. felt right to me. Like they did the right research. The world building stuff. is good. That's the what I The world building is good. The world building was good.
1: You, these two would never have an American say Yazoo. Yeah, no. No. no, 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 no.
2: They would be like, look, it's yes in the U.S.
0: <laughs> because of a copyright issue, obviously. <laughs>
2: But it was then frustrating that, like, you would spend so much time, you know, looking up those minute details and then just not really caring about the large structural parts that kind of put it all together. Mm-hmm. Felt lazy. Or, like... We're supposed to be dumb.
0: Yeah. Maybe yeah. I
2: want to rephrase that.
0: It's The world building was so good, but then the main love, like, it traded so much on, like, the genre itself. So then it's like, we understand that this is an enemies to lovers. <laughs> These are the moves that it makes. These are, like, the turns yeah. it has to take. This is the yeah. sitcom yeah, yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. It's like, because you watch 22 minutes of the sitcom, you know what's coming next. Sure. So, like, we're not gonna surprise you. And, like, in that way, yeah, it felt trite in places. Yeah,
2: but then, like, it felt like they tried to take the extra step to like give these characters more like life and, and depth but then mm-hmm. because it was still turning on these tropes it ultimately undermined a lot of that scaffolding and it yep. may just feel kind of weak
1: mm-hmm. and L- forced. Like there was a lot in this book that feels very like a uh, workshopped like mm-hmm. very like how to write a good romance novel. Like I know a lot about Ethan like I can very easily picture Ethan mm-hmm. I even know what Ethan smells like mm-hmm. I know what t-shirts he wears. All I know about Olive is that she is Unlucky? Well, she's unlucky, right? That's her character piece. And she's perceived as cynical, but she doesn't Mm -hmm. really think she's cynical. But I'm not really sure what she looks like, Mm -hmm. except that she's got large breasts. The only thing I remember her wearing is a bridesmaid's dress and a red bikini, which is mm-hmm. all very male gazy things mm-hmm. to
0: pinpoint. Also, this book is told ruthlessly in first person, and it's first person Olive. So the fact that she still felt male gazy was bonkers.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and also that
1: she felt like very two-dimensional is also bonkers. Like
2: from her own perspective she felt two-dimensional. Yes. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I think of myself as containing multitudes. As just, you should.
2: I'm just a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> one drawn... Like that opening, how like every episode of Doug starts out. It's just that <laughs> one pencil at the beginning.
1: Yeah, but then mm-hmm. pork chop comes in. Yep. On mm-hmm. the same line.
0: Um, um from the one line multitudes multitudes
2: that felt like a title,
0: but I don't know if it is. I'm, it's a little
2: long. It might be twins on twins, but there's only one set.
1: <laughs> so
2: these twins. These twins.
1: It does. It does. There was someone on Goodreads who complained about the fact that Christina Lauren writes about too many boob men,
0: as
2: opposed to butt men. Yeah. Ah.
1: If you're gonna write in dichotomies, write in both.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting criticism.
2: That seems just like a tired dichotomy too.
0: They're all tired.
2: Yeah, but it was almost like. Like our authors were like so what would like a cliche dude be like and then they wrote a cliche dude
1: he's gonna wear a surly mm-hmm. brewing company t-shirt he's gonna like boobs Oops. do we want him to like butts I feel more comfortable writing about the boob men mm-hmm. write what you know
2: Boobs feel safer.
1: Yeah, boobs feel safer.
2: Because you, you can still have, like, super vanilla sex if you're a boob guy. But if you're a butt guy, it can make it kind of weird. Okay, yeah, it kind of like <laughs>
1: That's a really good point. You know,
2: like, there's no, like, implications that anyone's going to be doing anything that, like, you have to, yeah. Yeah. Life-giving. Maybe do some rosaries about, you know?
1: Boobs have, like, life-giving excretions mm-hmm. and butts have waist mm-hmm. excretions. Mm-hmm. Death excretions. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever think about that, though? No, I agree you. Like, no. Whenever you think about, like, the dichotomy of boob men and butt men... That isn't how I think about the one dichotomy. One is self-destructive. One is self-destructive.
2: Butts are self-destructive.
1: Butts and <laughs> butt men are self-destructive. Mm.
2: I think it's reductive in the sense (laughs) that these are the only two amenable parts that a man can enjoy about his partner.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And that they would look for, like, their immediate filter. Like, it's on a Zillow. Which also... And they're like, boob butt.
2: Yeah, like, I'm going to pick boob, and it's going to filter. Okay, now I have all the boobs here, and then I can move forward with what type of boob.
1: Yes, but in a world where this dichotomy exists, and this is how the world is sorted, I I would say butt men are self-destructive because it's the death excretion versus the life excretion i
0: want to think more about this in terms of how this is
2: this is a this is a boner episode for sure yeah I, I agree there. i think
0: this is a boner <laughs> I don't episode know. um because like Food versus milk yeah, okay, but also more than that. yeah, it's way more than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to think about that. Do you? I do. Because <laughs> I'm not even sure, like it's the nipple complex, right? What it's, like, else the comes boob. out of your butt?
2: I don't think it's about what comes out.
0: I think it's the shapeliness.
2: Because like no Noah... one the
0: backside, like you know. I hate
2: when you leave, but I love
0: watching you yeah.
2: walk away. I understand
1: that. I love watching you walk away because it reminds me of my own mortality. Because that's the death
2: And <laughs> <laughs> That's way more credit. I think it's well, like...
1: No also consciously thinking that. I think subconsciously. They're like, also, if you don't poop, you die.
0: You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like a death eater, yeah, but it
1: poop kills you.
0: Yeah, but you, you also... You have to you, get it you, out. You have to have a working bowel. So like, if you're pooping, that's a sign that you're alive. Mm-hmm. I but think if the baby f- ate poop, the baby would die. But sometimes, like, if you have C. diff, they have to give you a poop transfusion yeah, of something that you live with. they feed it to you. They put it inside of your stomach. Yeah, but they don't feed it to you. They would if they couldn't give it to you through a tube and down your nose into your stomach. You're right. Well, now I think you're giving
1: Button and too much credit because now they're like, just saying, I hate to see you leave, but I love to watch you walk away. Also knowing of you could Because of the s- life-giving potential of <laughs> your boobs. Your feces. Should shapes. I need a fecal tra- transplant. transplant? Yeah, okay. I'm giving them too much credit.
2: I think it's just shapes. I think it's like... I think it's, like
0: it's the same <laughs> basic yeah. shape, though. It's, it's the same basic shape. It's just ones mm. over the equation and one's under.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's the same basic shape, so why why bother having a preference? Great it's question. because subconsciously, yeah. it's about the death secretion versus the life secretion. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know <laughs>
2: <how> that's accurate. <laughs> I don't know that I want to get into why they're different, but th- they are.
1: <laughs>
2: they just are.
1: I agree that they're different, I'm just saying. They are, They are, are different, they're but different. they're not
2: different in like a life and death dichotomy. Okay. I think both imply life, but also a quiet death.
0: Mm, smothering.
2: I would mm-hmm. like
1: to
0: know <laughs> why, how a butt implies life. Obviously you have to have a working bowel to it's be. It's literally
1: called your end. Your mm. anus? Your end. Oh, I you didn't like say your rear anus. Yeah, like your rear end. Like the end of the end. The rear end. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... So why did we choose this book? Yeah, That's a great question. So we chose this book because last time you came on the show, we read Bear, which is one of my favorite books, but it's not really a romance, which really. is something Isabel and I and Womance get into on the reg, but we wanted Nick to read a real romance, something contemporary, something buzzy, something very much in the zeitgeist.
2: Yes, I and mean, this is like a newer book, right? This yes. came out. Yeah, this last year? year, last year, it came out last year, 2019.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what other two books I gave you to choose from, but you selected the unhoneymooners. Why did you pick this one over the others?
2: Honestly, I can't remember what the other two options were. But Claire and I, my wife and I, just went on our honeymoon, so that was I wanted to maybe stay in that place a little uh-huh. bit. We had a real honeymoon, not an unhoneymoon. <laughs> um, but it was interesting how even though this book pitted two people who were having a like a bad time together how much it reminded me of like how we had a good time on ours oh did it really that was kind of nice I mean just like the excitement of like going somewhere nice and like I mean the book's set in like Minneapolis which is like cold as shit and we were in Chicago so it felt like a tract
1: oh my gosh and your wife is from Minneapolis Minneapolis yeah
2: which was also funny like the weird way that they placed the novel too Mm -hmm. about like oh which cub foods you shop at and Mm -hmm. like blah 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 it was like weird like oh yeah like I've been to a cub foods and there are preferences like Claire had an opinion about like which cub foods
1: to go to to go
2: to I can't remember which one
1: but it, w- but it did have like local details that rang yeah. true, f- even for a local
2: mm-hmm. like um what's her name's husband wearing like a surly brewing shirt at one point mm-hmm. was like yeah. another cool detail just like okay
1: yeah I gotta say though maybe that's why it wasn't uniquely hilarious to me because local jokes get local laughs maybe mm-hmm. those were all uniquely hilarious local jokes
0: well as someone <laughs> whose favorite <laughs> uncle lived in Minneapolis for many decades I also got many of the Local jokes and didn't find them uniquely hilarious. But it I felt cold when we were in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I did, it I did chilly. feel
1: cold. It also got that like brown feeling. Yes. That's been pretty pervasive in Chicago. But that is probably in all of the books we've read <laughs> lately. But yeah, Unhoneymooners is so Christy Lauren, I didn't realize I already had one of their books mm-hmm. on my shelf with just Sweet Filthy Boy, which I got for free because I'm a very influential podcaster. A uniquely influential mm-hmm. podcast. Unically. A uniquely influential podcast. Podcaster, so people give me things. I've never read it, Mm -hmm. but it also takes place in a vacation spot on a vacation in Las Vegas. Mm. I know
0: that about it. You gotta go away to be your other self. Mm. (laughs) To be your other self. That seems to be the oeuvre. The oeuvre?
2: The Christina Lauren oeuvre. Indeed. Yeah.
1: I googled something. I texted you guys while we were reading this. Do you get massages with an all-inclusive resort? And it is actually very rare.
2: I was assuming that they won some kind of package that like was truly inclusive. When we were on on our honeymoon, like there were not things that were built in to it. Right. But like I'm sure if we had like won some crazy package, it would have been different. I was also it's imagining
0: not... this as like a forgetting Sarah Marshall type kind of situation. Like a kind mm-hmm. of win with a kind of money that, like, I can't readily imagine in terms of, like, whatever. So I'm like, yeah, of course, you'd get free food and parasailing and a mini bar of choices of thousands of dollar experiences. That seems like something you would
2: win. If you like won a trip on like a game show, like right. it would probably yeah. come with all the trimmings. But yeah. like if you just like book it, they build it so you want the excursions and the food yeah. and of course they're going to nail you for drinks. So yeah. like they're not going to make it like a one net fee. Yeah.
0: yeah. They usually include activities though. Excursions. On some of them. What'd you do for your honeymoon? We took a delayed honeymoon because John was still in medical school and then my really good friend Flory was getting married in Scotland. So we went to Scotland and then did her wedding stuff and then had two weeks in the highlands oh okay yeah we got a car and bottle of scotch and uh did that it was great nick went to belize that's nice to belize. and warm it was good it was really it's sounded really it. fun it was cold in scotland in june yeah
2: <laughs> and it was also awesome. like warm in scotland i never think of it as being like tropical it's like <laughs> not it's so <laughs> funny it was, like, we like
0: go out and people wear in shorts and it's like you know 55 degrees and raining yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
3: Oh,
2: I'm pretty right. sure there were people wearing shorts like probably today compared to yesterday just, yeah it was like a 20 degree swing it's like just that little bit there's like that dude that's like, oh, like my dog, I'm gonna shorts he's
0: like I'm a cool guy gotta like, get that no vitamin D on my impressed.
1: chin I, I a, thought of forgetting Sarah Marshall I saw that it was on in a bar mm. the other day it's actually a very good bar film
2: it's a good bar movie
1: I was thinking about how <laughs> it's not really a romantic comedy it's like whatever the male equivalent of Bridget Jones as Diaries is. It's like mm. a, a chick flick for a man. It's
2: like man flick. Yeah, it's a man <laughs> flick. Or man fake Exactly,
1: exactly. But I just... Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Why... Why don't I like it? The book? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I? Why don't I like it? I went to the Nelson-Adkins Art Museum in Kansas City, and we went to the Modern Wing with my friend, and he got so mad looking at a Rothko, and I was like, "It's impossible." But I was kind of heartened by the fact that like someone could still get offended by a Rothko. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But he got so mad about it, what and was I was that? just like, like he couldn't. Ar- he was like, "What? It's just this." This? Like, was... It like,
2: my my kid could do that. Was it like like that kind of art argument when it's like something so modern it looks like a child did it? Or it's like...
1: So that's where I thought he was going to go. And he didn't. He was like, out of all this stuff, this... Like he was frustrated by the fact that it like had its own wall mm-hmm. and that it had a bar around it. And I think he was like, this is the least interesting thing here, but he also just got mad looking at it. So I think maybe I dislike this book because everyone else has like been like jizzing over it, like That's uniquely hilarious thing about it. And I'm like, no, like it's not uniquely hilarious. But I think it's, like, a Rothko (laughs) in
2: that... I think that gives it too much credit. (laughs) I understand why you'd be upset at, like, abstract art just being like, why? Like, this... Like, you look at something like, I don't like, Starry Night, and you compare it to something like a Rothko and be like, okay, there's a different skill (laughs) set operating here, but for some reason they could ostensibly be in the same building. Yeah. Receiving the same accolades, which is, like, kind of frustrating. Which I guess, if we're looking at, like, a bestsellers (laughs) list as, like, an aggregate or, like, a what people are excited about, and it's like the unhoneymooners and like, I don't know, something that's <laughs> the Starry Night equivalent <laughs> that's opposite. I don't know. I feel like I this is off to a bad start. Think <laughs> what's hard. feel about this yeah. book?
0: Yeah. About coming back to what I would call like mainstay romance after doing Johannuary is like the technical turns. It's like when somebody does a triple toe loop into a triple axle into a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This is like, you did a pretty turn. You yeah. went around the rink, which is like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: This was just a turn around the rink.
0: Yeah, it's... surprisingly this like, uncomplicated. <laughs> this I,
2: wasn't like an I, Tanya moment. Yeah. I was like oh, yeah, like wow. I wasn't, like, yeah. You really nailed some shit. Yeah. But
0: the thing is, is like, this is,
1: for all intents and purposes, this is like a very structurally sound, mm-hmm. clean romance novel. Mm-hmm. Like you've got your enemies to lovers, you've got all the stuff that comes with that. Mm-hmm. You've got good local references, mm-hmm. which is super rare. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got actually well fleshed out characters, a realistic conflict. I did like the conflict. Nothing Baroque about it, you know? Yeah, maybe it's like the context of like what else I've been reading. But I think like a Tanya Harding statement is right. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just bored by it. Like, it's good, but I'm not thrilled
0: with it. Mm -hmm. I read it really quickly. I think I read it in something like four and a half hours. Because it it just, I like flew through it because it was fun. I think I laughed at like two parts. And then I got to the end and it's like all of the growth of our heroine, Olive, like going from Mm. a narrative of being unlucky to like making her own luck and like finding joy. Like that all happens in like the last 40 pages. And like there were only like two surprises that I thought were, like, really juicy. I don't know. It was just, like, it's, it's like cotton candy, right? Like, I, I didn't hate it while I was eating it, and then there was nothing.
2: And you felt yeah. terrible afterwards.
1: You're, like, never going to be excited about it again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, like, <laughs> after the one time you, like, realize it's just sugar. Right.
2: I had, like, a few issues with, like, even what this novel, like, turned on. Mm-hmm. You yeah. You know, that, like, it was, like, the entire thing prefaced on almost, like, a classic sitcom misunderstanding. You yeah. know, like, I I used to watch a lot of, like, Nick at Night Show yeah, when I was yeah, little. Yeah. And it felt like a threes Company episode. <laughs> you know, of, like, Ethan and Olive have hated each other for, mm-hmm. what, three years? Yeah. Over, like, one misunderstanding at the state mm-hmm. fair yeah. involving cheese curds. Yep. I yeah. I was like, you guys have been around each other ostensibly a lot. Yeah. And you never were able to, like, have a conversation about this. Yeah. There was, like, never a moment of, like, oh, I felt body shamed by you. Or, mm-hmm. like, you made me feel bad about eating cheese curds. But also. And they just, like, went immediately to hate, which then precipitates the entirety of the novel. Which I was like, mm-hmm. y'all just never talked to each other.
1: And they, like, Literally didn't never. need that. It didn't need that like misunderstood look of disgust, which is such a weird trope in romance where like person is looking at you in disgust. And then it's like, because I liked you so much. Like if someone looks at you with disgust, they don't like you. And there's not really a world where you can misinterpret that into a nice direction. If someone looks at you with disgust, that person doesn't like you. You should leave them alone. Just in case anyone's taking this (laughs) seriously. (laughs) But the other thing is, is like, we didn't need that because it could work just as well. If his brother was like, Hey, I'm dating her twin sister. It's weird. If you try to date her, please don't date her. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's enough of a conflict without the brother being a total douche, philandering asshole. Like that's enough of a conflict. That's enough tension for me. It's like,
2: and also not to get like ahead, but like once that was debunked as being not true, like Mm -hmm. once Dane, right. The brother, like Mm -hmm. once it was like, Oh, Dane lied to Ethan mm-hmm. about the whole thing that precipitated Ethan not liking Olive. Mm-hmm. It was like, once that was established, then there was, like, no way in my mind that, like, Ethan would defend his brother so hard at the end mm-hmm. not yeah. to, like, get ahead, but it was just, like, you almost can't have both. You can't yeah. have, like, mm-hmm. Ethan being, like, deceived by Dane and then continuing to, like, defend Dane for being deceitful. Like, yeah. once it's proven that he's lied to you, yeah. like, it should be like, well, what else has he lied about?
0: Right, right. An and, immediate reevaluation that yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and,
2: and the fact that, like, when we actually, like, like, again, we're getting like way, but like once we see Dane and it's like always like incapable of being in a scene without fucking up. It's, yeah. like, there's no way that Ethan would have been like, I didn't know my brother was a shithead.
1: Yeah, it's super true. I don't and know. Th- yeah, like Dane is so over the top bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I do a know
2: caricature bad.
1: I do know men like this. I actually I'm was sure. just thinking about his name is Chad and everything.
3: <laughs> Seems just right. The, Even in that real life,
1: the word just the fucking worse top to tail. And so I can buy Dane being this person but the fact that he denies that his brother is deceitful just based on the fact that Dane is like, no I'm not, Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. As a person with a sibling, Mm -hmm. like if you know your sibling's done wrong, it's not that you're gonna be like, I'm cutting you out of my life so that I can continue this relationship with my sister-in-law. Like, Mm -hmm. But you're also going to like acknowledge that something bad happened?
0: Yeah, or that something didn't track and you're like oh there's a missing piece here and like there's talk about it as if it actually happened right and there's that scene in Hawaii when like the thing is undone about the cheese curds and he's like I would never body shame you I think you're so hot I can hardly keep my dick in my pants around you and she's like what
1: but also she got to body shame from him not being into cheese
0: curds I'm like maybe he's allergic to dairy like lots of adults Yeah. Yeah. Why would you just assume he was like body shaming you? That's to show us that Olive has a negative narrative inside of her, which Mm -hmm. is then part of the fear that Dane and others continue to put on her, where it's like, whether or not she has a negative narrative inside of herself, others are constantly telling her that she does. So like, that's an instance where the book is telling us that she does, Mm. but even still it doesn't feel real because he looks at her with disgust. So then it's like, well, does she have the negative narrative or is
2: everyone just telling it's like something wrong with his face. Right. You know that I like you is misconstrued as like you're gross. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And also body shaming isn't looking at someone weird when they're eating cheese curds. Mm-mm. Like you don't just get to say that's body shaming.
2: No. And also like as someone who's been to the Minnesota State Fair or any Midwestern State Fair yeah. like you're not going there to have a fucking salad. Like, you yeah. are not. Everything's fried on a stick. Mm. It's mostly dairy. It is. Yeah. It's, it's deep fr- like no. It
1: was a total cultural misread yeah. of the situation. Yeah. We're like
2: a place so like aware of like i guess what it feels like to be in minneapolis was like no one's gonna be anti-cheese
1: but also in like what world is someone like cheese curds you're gonna eat cheese curds
3: it makes me want to
1: regurgitate like no
2: they do butter molds like butter (laughs) sculpting
0: yeah actual as an
2: art form like
0: if he wasn't into cheese curds he wouldn't go to the state fair no no
2: and yeah yeah. He would
0: have just put a lact... Even if he was lactose intolerant, he would have had a lactate and, like, fucking consequences come.
2: Don't eat the cheese. If you can't eat the cheese, <laughs> don't eat the, the don't cheese.
0: Don't eat the cheese. There's other stuff to eat. But don't plenty.
2: shame someone for eating the cheese. Which,
1: you know... It's just a weird thing top to bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That she was like, first of all, he's looking at me with disgust. It must be because I'm eating cheese curds. He's body shaming me. I hate him, too. Mm-hmm. Forever.
2: But, like, if again, it's like a sitcom episode, like, this would play out over the course of like a day or two. Yeah. And not like three years. Yeah. Like, exactly. that's like so much time to like you're operate under right, this is. misunderstanding. And, like, when you're so close and like, they went through a stretch where Allie and Dane were dating. And mm-hmm. then they got engaged. And mm-hmm. then they wedding planned for, I'm assuming, forever while she's filling out all these contests A and year. Shit. Yeah.
3: Also,
1: how did his brother, Ethan, who is our hero, we haven't even mm-hmm. said his name yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did his brother think that they were just casually dating for three years when he's seen, like, the revolving door of other women and then he gets engaged to her, like, a month after she gets sick? Like, how is he not like, wait a second?
2: None of the timelines seem to, like, jive with one another yeah.
1: and he never realizes it until Olive is like wait so you're t- when did he date the girl with the pineapple on her ass or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and he's like whoa it's
2: like oh he was yeah being as
1: like two months ago what
0: Like, it's so, it's like, you you would have noticed by then. He would have noticed. And that's the other Mm -hmm. thing, too, where it's like, when it's revealed that Dane is missing all of these big anniversaries with Olive's sister, Amy, to go on these, like, bro trips with his brother. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, babe. Like, Ethan really needs me to go to, like, Patagonia or whatever. And then it's revealed that Dane has orchestrated all of this. It's like, Ethan, how the fuck didn't you know? Like, you've missed two Valentine's Days with someone? Like, the fuck?
2: and like so he could fuck around yeah was also mm-hmm. the other bit so it's mm-hmm. like you're going on this bro trip but like for chunks of it dane's just like a wall and ethan's just like well, I don't know where my brother is on our bro trip like right. he must be yeah. sl- like i'm assuming they share a r- like there's simply no way that he could be sleeping around in the way that he was yeah without ethan knowing
1: yeah it's like obviously deceitful
2: it's almost like they started writing a book and then halfway through, they were like, oh, but what if we added this whole, like, infidelity thing to make Dane, like, this uber villain? Yeah. Because mm. it was, like, the, like, discomfort in the book that exists in the beginning was suddenly, like, so much worse when they got back from their honeymoon. Yeah. Where it was, like, oh, my God, there's just been this, like, like again, uh, with the, yeah. the ending, with the showdown shit at the end was just, like.
1: I think they realized they had to make something worse than dating your sister-in-law. Yeah. Than the Jerry Springer shit that is the bedrock of this room. For sure. But also then... it totally
0: is like a Jerry
2: Springer formula.
0: And then to break it apart, right? Because, like, by the end, to give it all away, spoiler alert, Olive won't be Ethan's sister-in-law for very long because Dane and Amy's marriage is over. Yeah. So then, like, we don't even have to deal with that.
1: Right. Yeah, I think they had to, like, really blow it up. I think they were like, look over here, look over here, look over here, look over here. And it's like, sisters can't marry brothers. No,
0: and it's like a, it's a twin, too. Yeah. It's a twin thing. Which would have been fine for Shakespeare. There's (laughs) lots of twins that, like, meet somebody's brother. Good point, Isabeau. (laughs) Shakespeare had written this. He probably would have been been better. He would have been fine. (laughs) Just saying, like, this twin thing isn't necessarily a deal breaker. <laughs> I grew up in the Greek church where a lot of sisters married a lot of brothers. That's all I'm saying. This was oh, not wow. an immediate red flag for me. Nick and I are Greek racists. <laughs> <laughs> we
3: didn't even realize
1: I'm it. glad you said
2: first. i want
0: to be on the record about that. But I love Tziki. <laughs> Do you love it enough to marry your brother-in-law? Like, that's real really? love,
2: okay? Fucking maybe.
0: Maybe, wait. <laughs> Depends I feel like on like on I would never
1: get tzatziki again? No,
0: but do you... that's you marry the, the trade-off.
2: You gotta marry your brother-in-law or to no more the... tasty sauce. Yeah, <laughs> That's the Greek church for You're it. You're eating a dry-ass euro from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just tomatoes and onions. Oh,
1: uh, you better hope those onions are wet.
2: <laughs> mm, they <nope>. <laughs> They left them out. They left them open in the refrigerator. Desiccating. <laughs> Shall we click hole? Oh, no. it's so good. I gotta find it. It's this very specific thing about like someone being real transfixed by the euro meat and, like, imagining what it feels like. And they're like, it's probably warm like a dog wet like a seal. It's
0: not wrong. Not wrong. You gotta baste the meat. As it rotates slowly, it
2: it somehow correlates to someone being like asking if you can touch the meat and then imagine (laughs) what it feels like, and then wanting to open a Euroscan that has like a little meat spinner at the table that you can touch while you're waiting for your meat. It's so good. (laughs) Do
1: you do the like memorable moments for the Academy Awards (laughs) listicle? <laughs> when Steven Spielberg brought E.T.
3: on the leash, <laughs> and E.T. was
1: crying was the best one. But they did their, like, one of their, they do, like, fake celebrity quotes, like, they oh said what? So and they posted one for St. Vincent, and she, like, retweeted it and was like, typical media just making stuff up. I would never say this. And someone was like, it's a, it's a joke, setting. And she had this really long, like, who is me? I feel like a child from like this really long response. I was like, oh, it's like you made it more embarrassing with your response, St. Vincent. They got rid of their ClickHole Fellowship, I think. (sighs) Drag. That could have been us. We're that funny. I think we are. So
2: good. The irreverency. (laughs) When they used to do those lists of shit where it was just like, we asked like 23 librarians or something, like some crazy. Which one of
1: my big terrible sons are you? Oh my god, which one of my
2: terrible sons are you? It's like actually Claire's favorite internet thing. It's so good. There was like, there was one It was like, we asked like 23 limo drivers about (laughs) (laughs) the weirdest time when someone got sucked out of the the sunroof and it's like and the whole crux of these it's always like 80% of them are like I don't know what you're talking about like this isn't a thing and then like one is just like oh my god it was so and so and it's just like it was prom night and they're getting pulled out one at a time there's one where like Will Smith gets pulled out of the sunroof and then later on someone's like well one time Will Smith fell into the sunroof and it's like it's so fucking good that the right kind of humor (laughs)
3: this
1: is E.T. was on a leash and E.T. Right? E. was crying. And there's something in that sentence, E.T. was on a leash and crying, but it's E.T. was on a leash and E.T. was crying. That's so The repetitive, like, yeah. yeah.
0: Poetry. <laughs>
1: I mean, like, if you want something uniquely hilarious, maybe you should read Clickhole instead of The Unhoneymooners.
0: You know what The Unhoneymooners feels like rather than, like, <laughs> unique? It feels like it's when... You focus group something to death. And you take the things out of it that like make it special or funny or like show its like potential jagged edges. Like, on well, there are two jagged edges with them on the island, neither of them are particularly jagged. Olive's new boss is there with his wife celebrating 35 years and is like, Hey, I interviewed you. I'm so excited you're coming on the team. And she has to go to dinner with him with Ethan, who she ostensibly hates, and has to pretend that they've just gotten married. And honesty is very important to Mr. Hamilton, her new boss, and she spends four hours is lying to him and then part of what's weird about that scene is that she's discovering that she really likes Ethan and she really likes hanging out with him and he's actually funny and sweet and all of these other things in the lie so then that's weird and feels like a turn that's sort of almost unearned, but has like an earning. And then when they get back to Minneapolis and she goes to start her job, Mr. Hamilton asks her about Ethan, her new husband, quote unquote, and she confesses. And then by the end of the day, she's lost her job. And that seems... Like a really good low point. Like, oh, that had real stakes. I was actually Mm -hmm. surprised by that turn of events. Mm -hmm. I was kind of stoked that Mr. Hamilton was like, you started, you know, it's not that you lied. I understand the situation. It's that you lied to my fucking face for four hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved that. And then she gets into service and everything's great. Like she gets to volunteer and she has all this time and she's like rediscovering herself. And it's like, we don't spend enough time with like the angst and the ennui that having a 401k, a real job that you've been looking for and all of your rent paid and everything else. And then going into a service job. We go immediately from like, well, I lied. Lost my job. Kicks off, and now I'm gonna wait tables.
2: And like having lost Ethan too, because she she loses Ethan in that same same stretch of time. Yeah, right. Because doesn't.
0: Yeah,
2: they go to dinner, and Dane hits on her. Yeah, Yeah. or she tells him,
1: and he's like, "You need to either believe me and my brother, or." This is over. He's mm-hmm. like, even your own sister doesn't believe you, which is true. Mm-hmm. She sticks to her guns, but I, I think like expecting there to be ennui whenever you like leave a corporate job to go to serving is not necessarily true. Just because I know so many people who <laughs> For made sure. that move, I did it. Like, yeah, recently. I
2: did it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and like, and you seem happier. Happier. Yeah. Way.
2: The transitive property of happiness. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's definitely definitely Clo- a net gain. Yeah.
0: Close. Yeah, a net gain. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think like. For her character arc, it felt weird that we didn't spend more time with it. I think
1: didn't spend more time with the breakup.
3: Yeah. Sure. But I mean, mm-hmm. she like,
1: but at the same time, I feel like that does make sense because she immediate her family came over immediately, got her the job immediately. Like she didn't really have time to wallow, but just kind of the idea of this very involved family and when it can be a positive as
0: opposed to a negative. Okay. Sexiest part. I have two.
2: Mm. Do you want to go first, Nick? Um... I don't know what like my sexiest part was.
0: Okay. So my first one is when they're like snorkeling on the weird, super hot boat and he gets seasick and then they're trying to get out of their wet clothes. they fall
2: on top of each other. Yeah.
0: I thought that was actually really, really sweet Mm -hmm. um, and really funny. And then my other sexiest part is like um, her asking him if he remembers the kiss that they had. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, do you remember what it felt like? And then he describes it, and I was like, oh, that was good. It was a good description of a kiss.
1: I like the part where they were changing clothes, and they got—they were trying not to look at each other, and then they fell on each other. It reminded me of Overboard, starring Goldie, yep. John, and Kurt Russell. I like that part. I thought one. that was the sexiest part.
2: There was something about when they were uncomfortable... In the massage scene <gasps> That I thought was pretty good yeah Where like Because they had, they had already Seen each other naked And like Fall on top of each other In the bathroom On the boat yeah. scene But this felt like Actually like Being shy And like Feeling kind of Exposed And unguarded That gave me a little bit Of a blush response
1: Yeah Acknowledging that nudity Is like yeah. Fraught with something mm-hmm. Besides just Changing clothes Yeah you know? Yeah
2: and the fact that they were both so caught off guard by it, mm-hmm. where, like, being totally naked at a massage is why I wouldn't go by myself. So, like, that that seems to be, like, again, <laughs> they should just, like, know this is going to be part of the stakes. Yeah. So when they were both caught off guard, they are like, oh, going to be naked. And, like, well, they like,
1: put them in a hot tub together. Yeah, okay. like,
2: naked. And then they also had to, like, massage each other, which yeah. I also thought was, like, I mean, this had a lot of fade to black moments, but that mm-hmm. would have been a nice one to illustrate the tension between the two mm-hmm. of them. If yeah. like they actually had to massage each other. They
1: did talk about him massaging He
2: massages her, her. Yeah. and then she, like, just... There's no internal
1: whatever about her. Um, I actually found out that that is what happens in couples' massages. My friend who just got engaged after a similar spa experience was like, so he massaged me. And I was like, what? Can you imagine being like a masseuse and being like, the boner possibilities are just too big. Too big. Too high of a, a rate. Yes. And like, you wouldn't because you'd be like nervous and embarrassed around this stranger in a white polo. Yes. So, what's the point of it? Why don't you just massage next to each other? Then you both get a massage. Right? And
0: then you guys both feel really relaxed mm-hmm. and can go do whatever the thing you're going to do. Also, when we get
1: drinks after this, we're going to talk about the fact that you won't get a massage by yourself. It's through.
2: not the naked thing, but like, that's part of it. <laughs> the naked thing's part of it, but like, okay. it's, it's also like I'm very ticklish and I just don't know <laughs> that I'd be able to relax. Okay. So, there's that.
1: Just anticipating the tickle.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Gonna,
1: we, we'll talk about it more later. Mm-hmm. Weirdest part. What
2: was the weirdest part?
1: Weirdest was part. The Weirdest
2: part. When he also weirdest parts, so I'm
1: not saying it. Twins! That's your weirdest twins part. Twins dating brothers!
0: That's a weird thing to do! It's just not that weird in my experience. Oh, every that time actually... you dated twins? No, just like in the Greek church. Twins. Twins,
1: identical twins are different. You like see your brother's wife and you're like, pfft, they got any others? And it's like, yes, they do.
0: <laughs> Literal. Here's
1: another one.
0: The only thing that's different are their fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Mm. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. But not strangely enough, as weird as Ethan being like. Double cousins. Their babies
1: would be double cousins. Double first cousins. Double first cousins.
2: This so there's like no question if they can hook up. There's like no, the cousins. Like, cannot, cannot, no, double cousins
1: cannot hook it's up. Not double like
2: first like, A little bit like wiggle room, like well, no. maybe it'll be okay. No. This no. is like no. a dead. No. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure
1: a double cousin would be, yeah. Yeah, no, it's bad. You need They would be might like just siblings. Be a, I feel like I was genetically they would be might like, like siblings. A sibling. If yeah. you're a
2: double cousin, two cousins equals one sibling, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Or is it
2: four cousins to a sibling?
1: No, no, no. Two no. cousins to a sibling. Okay. It's a two to one. Two cousins two to one.
2: It's like a Manhattan.
1: It's like a Manhattan. It's a two to one
0: ratio. They
1: would be double cousins.
0: Double first cousins.
1: And I honestly think that's why they made Dane so wacky fucked up. Maybe because of the revenge fantasy scene at the end, but I think it's honestly because they realized they had written something after they'd gotten really deep into it that was like a little too weird and they needed to distract from it. I know I already talked about it, but that is my weirdest part. That and the
0: fact that they rented a car to get drunk. Yeah, that is weird. Why don't you both get drunk?
2: Yeah, that was odd too.
0: That was weird. I will say that one of the things that I did appreciate about this book is that it took pains to differentiate the identical twins in terms of both personality and what they liked and what they didn't like. And I think one of the things that we often do in our society when we don't understand identical twins is to conflate them as like some sort of Mm -hmm. mega entity. Mm -hmm. And this book did a really good job of not doing that.
1: But it also did the dichotomy thing where they were opposites. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. they couldn't just have them be nuanced human beings. Mm -hmm. They had to be in opposition of one another.
0: Right. Which makes us feel like... The way that people who don't read romance talk about romance, that's one of those versions where it's like, they can't be two nuanced sisters. They have to be like shorthand version of like this and then this, and that's how they're different. We're different in all ways, every way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except for the way we look. Right. What was your weirdest part? The epilogue when it's in, for no reason, Ethan's Ethan's perspective- Yeah, I was like, boy, your perspective is so much more boring than you are from her perspective, which makes me like you less.
2: (laughs) And like, I was confused why they were all going back to Maui. Mm -hmm. Like that felt kind of odd. It it felt Mm -hmm. like a convenient way to tie up Mm -hmm. things. But again, like why switch to Ethan? Mm -hmm. I understood that it was kind of like fun to be like always nervous about proposing. Like that was a cute way to like capture that. Yeah. But I almost sort of like to see like how Olive maybe grew and like changed. It was maybe less doubtful or yeah. less like negative. Yeah. Instead of having like a negative narrative, narrative. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: on the plane ride. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that would have like been a good have a
2: second plane ride where she's like maybe optimistic about things mm-hmm. or like feeling good about yeah. you know anything. Really. Anything would yeah. be a positive turn for Olive.
1: And who's her sister dating in the Ethan's doctor friend. It reminds me of, like, the Star Wars prequels where it's, like, you can't just have different characters. Like, everybody has to be related to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, why couldn't her sister just, like, meet someone at work.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like a direct analog, you know, like yeah. where there needs to be like, oh, who's going to be our Han Solo? Who's going to be our this? like yeah. Who's going that? Like,
1: exactly. Instead,
2: it's just like, let's just have like another person. Yeah. Let's like, like, like consider
1: the fact that the world is bigger. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which also felt like, I mean, frustrating, almost how cliche everything was, yeah. where it, it just, it, it, it did feel like this being the second really the, the only romance that i read because Bear doesn't really, really no. count but it, it felt frustrating being like oh I'm not really a romance reader and I can like see that this is pandery and kind of
1: you felt pandered lazy. too lazy yeah yeah yeah.
2: and even like even some of the work it was doing to try and be like interesting or like the ongoing joke about them getting each other's names wrong mm-hmm. was initially kind of cute mm-hmm. and then it was like okay you guys just like look a list of names just pl- like yeah. there was nothing like it felt like it, like a cheap shot Mm-hmm. Or like how her family was almost like almost a stereotype
3: Yes mm-hmm. felt
2: iffy to me that might have been a yeah. weirdest part for me Well actually no I, I it would I have like three weirdest parts <laughs> but that that felt like one of them.
1: Yeah yeah. what were your other two?
2: You'd kind of touch on them, but like the the fact the whole thing turns on the misunderstanding at the fair mm-hmm. that was weird and Ethan not believing olive about Dane mm-hmm. was number two yeah and those are points where I was like okay I don't think the first misunderstanding would have carried for so long three months into Allie and Dane dating they'd be like oh my god I can't believe we made this mistake like let's at least be amicable towards each mm-hmm. other like not like yeah. well I want to jump your bones because yeah. we don't have to necessarily like, get there right away Yeah. but it could have been like a slow burn which would have been like even a more interesting novel too of just yeah. like misunderstanding into friends into kind of like tense weird friends yeah. into lovers yeah. instead of like this total swing I'm sorry but like three Three years worth of hate so not going to be undone no. in four days. And I think you know? the tension
1: would have been more fun if it had lasted throughout the vacation. Yeah. Like they're in the most romantic place in the world and they can't get it together and then they're back in like dirty cold Minneapolis mm-hmm. and it happens for them. Yeah. So that would have been an interesting cool structure. If
2: you got rid of like Ethan's ex. Yep. And yeah. Olive's job prospect with Mr. Hamilton. Yeah. Like neither of those two plot lines needed to exist in Maui. Like mm-hmm. I think just their relationship would have been good enough as it kind of like stumbled from being like, oh my god, we f- hate each other to we fundamentally misunderstood one another. Yeah. To hey, you're not so bad to like, hey, I think I like you. Like, that yeah. would have been a much cooler progression
1: the new boss and the ex-girlfriend could have easily been like replaced by like piece an piece overly involved like cruise director yeah. type from yeah. the hotel who they had to pretend yeah. to be together how like you were talking about to like push them together like
2: forgetting sarah marshall like, yeah, like yeah. throw in like a russell brand character yeah. to like yeah. shake shit up or yeah. like i don't know like
1: something to push make someone them jealous
2: you know like if there was like a dude who was maybe hitting on olive yeah. and Ethan kind of defensive and i yeah. that. like i thought he didn't like me like i don't yeah. know just
1: something like that yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, mans or no manse? No manse. No manse. No manse. No, man. It's just, like, you can find a better version of this, like, The Hating Game. But I also think, like, there's so much messy shit in The Hating Game, but I still liked it better. I don't know. Maybe because I always read romance novels for the purpose of talking about them, I find that gritty stuff more interesting. And so maybe if I had just been reading for plays your, I would like this better because mm-hmm. it carries you along from start to finish.
2: Hating Game had, like, general stakes to it. Yeah, but, and like, I think like I remember y- did, y- y'all yeah. talking about it. Like, they were, like, legit competitors. Right. Yeah. You know?
0: And when you say carried along, it's like, yeah... If we're going to be in Maui, I don't want to be in a life preserver, having the ocean take me somewhere. It's, I want there to be direction. I want the book to do the work. Yeah. yeah.
1: the cool thing about vacations is that something truly unexpected can happen. Yeah. And it doesn't really happen in this book. And there's also so many references that we've seen before, like the paintball fight, which yeah. is directly hating. from the hating game. Yeah. The misnaming is something that I remember from tons of romance. Like it's just a like tropes. And tro- yeah. A week to be wicked. Just tropes on tropes on tropes. So anyways, you can read better versions of this lots of different places. Nick, do you think you'll read a romance novel again?
2: Yeah, I would read another romance novel. I would like to read, like, an older one. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like there's much more... Butt stuff. Well.
0: On right. Lindsay. No,
2: well, I mean, I, I I, was disappointed by the lack of spanking in this book, for sure. <laughs> I thought I there was, would be more spanking. I was looking for more spanking.
1: That's a good title. I thought there would be more spanking. Mm-hmm.
2: It was interesting, like, how much this book was concerned with, like, how relationships look from the outside,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which I thought was kind of interesting. And especially, like... You have Elliot and Dane viewing Olive and Ethan. Then you also have, like, the Hamiltons viewing mm-hmm. Olive and Ethan. Mm-hmm. Then you have, like, Ethan's ex yeah. v- viewing them. Yeah. And kind of do- doing that, like, relationship kind of, like, battle the bands when they're on the boat. <laughs> yeah. You know, of, like, they're, like, being super affectionate, but you also know they're, like, super fresh.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. like,
2: they're kind of, like, trying to feel out what it's like doing PDA and shit. But yeah.
0: That is really good. The, like, performative
2: is- aspect of it and, like, who's it for was right. kind of interesting. But it also didn't seem to care because... <laughs> It was truly performative. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, no, we're gonna be presenting a relationship. We're not gonna yeah. actually just, like, have one. Like, all of it felt like very.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Acted out, yeah, I which I re- don't oh know, and none of that felt interrogated.
1: A lot of the, a lot of the romance happens in public, like when they decide to be boyfriend and girlfriend, and he immediately asks someone to take a picture of them because they're surrounded mm-hmm. by tourists. Or like their first fight happens in that bar, mm-hmm. or when he eventually asks her to be his girlfriend again, it happens in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like everything does happen very publicly. Mm-hmm. In addition to their
0: motivations being specific, people witnessing them, and since we're so rooted in Olive's perspective it is her always looking through the prism of others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is weird you're right that is it's weird, is weird.
2: And did like feel kind of like when you, y'all you ever read like older stuff It's kind of like courtly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did feel kind of like and especially the way like all of it's such a big family and like mm-hmm. at the reveal at the end when like the whole family is somehow yeah. like in the restaurant at yeah, the, yeah. and like I never recognized it, it was my uncles and wigs in the yeah. corner and like <laughs> the Hamiltons were there which yeah. again like just like, get rid of that. And the fact that the Hamiltons were in the restaurant and then didn't give her her job back was yeah. like why yeah. even bring them back? Like, but his
1: wife like scolded him yeah. for firing her. Yeah,
2: it was like like this seemed like the perfect avenue for her to get her job back. Yeah. But then it just didn't happen. Yeah. And I was like, Well was that just to make her feel better?
0: Or yeah. worse? Like Yeah, it or just worse, just yeah. Like it was work just work to work. rub your nose and like <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah like now Now your bosses see so you're doing You're like What you probably think of as like Demeaning work Because yeah. you're waiting on, I don't know It just it felt like
0: Yeah that was really fucking weird Like who is this for Who is
1: this for <laughs> Yeah I don't know And we don't really have a Grasp on Olive So we don't have like A north star To mm-hmm. like direct No Our perceptions Which is very like, for first
0: person
2: Yeah She doesn't seem to change Like at all
0: Her actions change
2: Her actions change But her the way she perceives her actions Feels very the same
0: Yes well, we got a lot
1: of old romance novels here for a self destructive ass man like yourself, Nick. So we'll get you set right up before you head out the door. Okay? No, no, no.
2: That's not what I'm trying to be set up for.
0: <laughs> Nick, thank you I'm so for much for your work, for your time, for reading the Unhoneymooners as our own honeymoon has come to an end. It's real now. Now
2: we're in the long business of marriage.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Pooping with the door open.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you love that. Couple of, couple couple of death of, secretion fans. A Couple of here. butt
2: people over here.
1: Couple of butt folks. Hey do love pooping.
2: I'm glad I'm not alone.
1: You really do love pooping. I really
2: do. Who's like anti pooping? Who's like, well, I want to hold on to it as long as possible? That's this true. is a good one. I'm going to keep it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I, mean, that's
0: for later.
2: I don't know if I'm going to let this one go. It's I think it's done yet. It's got to got, got a few zipper. more adjustments i got to make. Do some tuck pointing. <laughs>
1: But never your principles. Whoa, golly, gee. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Womance.
0: Womance is hosted by Isabelle. That's me.
1: And Morgan, that's me. Production is by Nick Gravelin.
0: Our web mistress is the incomparable Jane Bonzac.
1: And our illustration and logo were created by Mary Reichman.
0: They're the best. If you'd like to follow, creep, or connect with <laughs> us on our social media platforms, you can find us at underscore woe on Twitter, womans on Instagram, or email at womansmail at gmail.com. You can also hang out out on our amazing website at womancepodcast.com.
1: You can support us by using our code to visit our sponsors
0: or go to our Patreon where we are Womance. Womance is officially a part of the Frolic Podcast Network.
1: Discover more podcasts just like our own centering on romance and reading at frolic.media slash podcast. Until
3: next week.